Welcome to Kafaru Cast, everyone. I'm uh, your co-host, Aaron Snyder. I have Frank across from me, uh, freshly back from the Sheep Show. From the Sheep Show. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we have got uh, a guest that I'm, I'm probably more excited about than I have been in a long time about any guest, uh, just because it's going to answer a lot of questions that I've had. Um, his name's Sean Clarkson. Uh, Sean, thanks for hopping on. Hey, man. My pleasure. So... You give a little background as far as my relationship with Sean and and how this came about. Myself personally, as well as Kafaru Cast, we we get a ton of questions about different hunting organizations, nonprofit, um, where we stand, and 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 quite honestly, Frank and I, and I can't speak totally for Frank, but we're, we're in the unknown area on some of the things because there's just too many unanswered questions. So. You know, in the last couple of months, I really started digging deep to find answers, and and Sean's name had popped up multiple times as a guy in the know that understood nonprofits, how they work. Now, I again, I know you do that, but what what exactly do you do, Sean? Because <laughs> uh, I don't want to screw up your your intro as far as that goes. Yeah, not a problem. I am um, I am a nonprofit development officer. Uh, my job is to deal with funding for nonprofits on a daily basis, raise money, figure out how to maintain the reporting and compliance, um, keep donors happy, you know, make sure that the money's spent in the right way. I've been doing that now for about a decade. I was in uh, financial services for a good number of years before that, attorney by training. So, you know, my, my job is to translate what the nonprofits I work for do find people and, and organizations that want to support it, make sure the match is correct, and then go through the whole process of making sure that the funding works. Gotcha. So, you know, along the lines of, of what you do and what our questions or my questions were, I, you know, I had a long history or, or a, a long known background, I guess you could say, or back data with some organizations. Some have been around a long, long time. And it was easier for me to find the answers I was looking for for those organizations. And meaning, where's the money going? Where do they stand? So on and so forth. There's other organizations that I can't say for sure, but it certainly seemed like they were there was things missing or things that were being hidden as far as where the funding was, was coming from. And so being a knuckle dragger and not really knowing what I was doing, I was hitting a lot of dead ends. And and what I would get back when I would ask the question is some violent responses, some <laughs> some awkward situations where I'm like, whoa, whoa, easy, fellas. Like, I'm just trying to get to the bottom of this. I want to know where the money's going, where the support's at. And you are going to be able to take the big bag of snakes, un- unroll it on this podcast is is the idea. And would you say that's uh, the best way to explain that, I guess? I'm going to try. I mean, <laughs> uh, you, you touched on a, you touched on a couple of points there right off the bat. Um, and, and yeah, there's, there's going to be some parts here where, where we have to go into the weeds and it's going to get messy. But I think that what we're going to try to do is lay this out so that, that folks can, can understand how to do the research themselves and it doesn't matter whether it's a conservation nonprofit or, you know, refugee, you know, relief nonprofit or a school or church or whatever. Nonprofits are nonprofits. They, they work pretty much the same way. And, and you know, you, you mentioned that it's kind of hard to find out about some of those things. Now, it's gotten harder recently. Uh, there was a court case a few years back that the IRS basically said, well, 
because foundations and corporations are, you know, treated as people. You don't have to disclose individuals, so nonprofits don't have to disclose on their their tax forms their non-human donors either. So not only do they not do it now, pretty much all of them went back and redacted their and, and amended their old tax returns to hide that information. So it's gotten harder. You know, there were some the rating services. There's a couple of well-known rating services that, you know, people expect to see. Oh, we're, we've got a four-star rating here. We've got a gold medal from here. Yeah, those things are irrelevant now. I mean, they're a joke. It's kind of like the Better Business Bureau. People want to see them, so you do it. But it, right now, all it is is, yeah, they, they filed the requisite paperwork with the, with the IRS. They put their annual report and their paperwork on their website. And, you know, their numbers that the organization itself gets to break down how they want to say it fit within certain characteristics. So, yep, we're going to give them a seal of approval. Ah, come on. That's nothing. So it's really up to the individual now to to start digging into these things and figuring out what they are, what they do, where the money comes from, what they do with the money. And it's, you know, if you want to be an informed investor, really, um, you've got to take that. You've got to take that on your own shoulders. OK, so you had talked about portions of financials or, or I guess, you know, the taxes being redacted. I have seen the copies or the prints before they were redacted and after uh, because people had the right. wherewithal uh, you know, to print that out. And then after the redaction, and there were some pretty key pieces missing on, on certain you know, foundation. And that's where you know, I first started getting red flags. I have um, a super good friend who is very in, in touch with this, and I, I'd mentioned him to you before, and I don't, I, he wouldn't mind if I mentioned him on here. Um, and I had contacted him with some of these questions and, and, and much like with, with you, uh, you know, briefly talking, my eyes were really open to things I wasn't necessarily thinking about, you know, if my focus is hunting, I'm thinking second amendment and and let's say predator hunting, but things that, and, and my buddy, his name's Alan Ernst. He's in Washington. He's a great dude. Things that Alan brought up were some things that you brought up is okay everyone's, you know, this is a business, whether they twist it and turn yep. it. And you brought up the same thing. It's a business. Like, uh, yep. and, and, and how would you explain that? Cause I'm going to hack it up horribly. Even if it's a nonprofit organization, it's still a business. And some of those nonprofit organizations may have started with very little funding, but now are a big business and things kind of change, I guess, during those times. And I mean, what do you, how would you explain that? Or what do you think about yeah, that? You, you, you nailed it. Um, I mean, everyone, you know, we hear about nonprofits or they're a nonprofit or they're, a, they're a C3, a 501C3. Okay. All that means is that they are classified under the internal revenue code section 501C3. What that covers is a corporation or a trust, an unincorporated association that is organized for religious, charitable, scientific, literary, or educational purposes, or for public safety, fostering national and international sports, prevention of cruelty, you know, those types of things. They're basically a corporate entity, a, a non-human organization with a legal structure that operates as, as a corporation, 
that's supposed to do quote unquote good things. That's all they are. They're a business. The only way that they can do those quote unquote good things is if they get money in to do it. it makes sense. Just like Kafaru's in business to make awesome gear, you can't do it if you don't get money in. If someone's not buying your product, your door's shut. Same thing with, with a, a C3. If people aren't buying your message, if they aren't supporting you know, the programs and the initiatives that, you're, that you are pushing, the money doesn't come in and you close your doors. So they're a business. And I think that that's something that most people just don't think through to that point. They don't think of them as a business, but they are. And part of that as well, and I think this is, this is critical to understand, and this is not a negative. This is just a fact. The executive staff for a nonprofit and the board of a nonprofit, and I have been in those positions before, they're salespeople. That's their job is to sell that nonprofit to people out there that are going to buy the message, support the idea, and send money in. Their job is to get your money in the door to pay their bills, to keep their lights on, to do what it is they're doing. That's their job. So take everything that an executive staff member or a board member says with a huge dose of salt. I have a question. Are these, um, any of these organizations, are they required to report how their money is being spent and also say like salaries of executives and employees so that people can follow along with exactly where their money's going or is there are there any great question yes they are i was gonna ask that is the answer (laughs) (laughs) yes yes they are but there are reporting rules on the the only form that a a nonprofit is required to produce if they have over fifty thousand dollars a year in gross receipts the only form that they are required to produce on an annual basis is the IRS tax form 990, which is essentially like their 1099, except they don't get taxed. They just have to report to the IRS, here's what we did, here's how much money we brought in, here's how much money we spent, you know, kind of breakdowns on that. And that's it. That's the only thing that they have to produce. So salaries form, and things of that nature are not going to be broken down. Uh they are going to, most of the expenses are going to be pooled. They're going to go into program expenses and, and that type of thing. So that, they hire accountants for that. And, and as any of us that file taxes know that the damn tax laws change whenever Congress gets a hiccup. So I'm not an accountant. I'm not going to give accounting advice. But they pool those things under whatever the, the IRS requires that year. Um, there are requirements to report how many hours each board member volunteers, and it has to be under a certain amount, any compensation received by board members, and generally the compensation package, so salary and and benefits of the executive staff and sometimes up to the top five uh, highest paid employees of the organization. But that's it. That's all they're required to to, and, and all of that is scalable. So little bitty nonprofit salaries at a little bitty range, they may only report the, the executive director, president, CEO, chief cook and bottle washer, whatever they want to call it. They may only 
report that because it might be the only paid person. University, they may they may uh, have to report five or or more, uh, and it's based upon the size of the organization. Organization, uh, as far as program expenses, yeah, they'll break down how much they spent because. Each of these is organized, again, under religious, charitable, scientific, literary, educational purposes. They have to declare what they are, and then they'll have to say, well, we spent X million dollars or X thousand dollars in this program area to support education or to support the the prevention of cruelty to animals or, or, or women or children. Uh, we spent this much on public safety, and they'll, they'll break it down in there. But they get to determine what's under that. The IRS isn't really going to audit it too much because the IRS doesn't want to get into the weeds of telling a nonprofit this is and this is not a program that you can do to support your mission. They're like, look, if, if you can do it and it and it doesn't, you know, absolutely violate the smell test, you can do it. Okay, so that leads me to to my next question is. And and that, <laughs> this is again my own, uh, uh, I guess, redneck brain looking at things. You know, we, we talked about ev- like everything you just covered, which is you know salaries and reports to IRS. Where I was having my trouble wrapping my head around things is Frank just got back from a show. We know what that show is, and we know where that money goes mm-hmm. to, and I can find that out easy. Mm-hmm. You know, you deal with another. You know, whether it be a foundation that has to deal with animal restoration or restoration, um, habitat, uh, you know, transplanting, whatever. I know that the money is going to that and, and I can track what they're doing. And generally that those, you know, foundations post that, like, they're like, Hey, here we are, you know, transfer, transferring sheep here. We are, uh, you know, whatever there's specific certain foundations that, that don't do any of that. So I'm like, well, what are you doing? Like, where's that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, where, where's it going? And you're asking exactly the right question. What do? You, because think about it. They want your money. They want your thirty-five dollars a year, your fifty dollars a year, your hundred bucks, whatever amount of money they want from you. That's what they want. So you're asking exactly the, the right question. What do I get in exchange for the money you want? What's my tangible return? How many more of these things are on the landscape? How many more acres are this? How many more cases are won or kids taught or, you know, that type of thing. And you want to know that information from the organization itself, not done by volunteers. Oh, our volunteers cleaned up 526,000 miles of trails or streams or whatever. Oh, that's awesome. Volunteers are great. Members are fantastic. Those people aren't getting paid. What did your money do that would not have been done without your existence? If you can come to me and say, hey, we hired these attorneys and we litigated this case and we won and therefore this great thing that you are concerned about happened, it would not have happened but for us. I'm like, here's my 35 bucks. If, if you can come to me and say, hey, we restored this many of these animals in these states, and it would not have happened without our work, here's my money. But if you're going to tell me, oh, well, our volunteers did this and our members did that, uh-uh, that's not what I'm asking. What's the organization doing? That's the first question. Really 
you know, distill everything out. What do they do? And and I said that that nonprofits aren't required to file anything or publish anything on an annual basis except that 990, and that's true. Most nonprofits will produce an annual report, and this comes out after their taxes are filed. So the vast majority of nonprofits are on a January-December tax year, just like people are. So they've got to get those taxes filed by the you know tax day in April. Well, that's when your numbers are really hard. They got to be they got to be done by then. As soon as that's done, any nonprofit worth considering will have that annual report out really fast. Why? Because they want to get that that information in the donor's hands. They want to get it out to people. They want to take it to shows. They want to show people this is the awesome stuff that we did last year. Now it's a sales pitch, but it's their one big sales pitch per year. The faster they get that out, the better. Any nonprofit that drags their feet, and I have seen some that have, I've seen nonprofits have their, their annual report out by the end of April when they filed in April, in April 15. I've seen some that have dragged out an annual report until November or December. And at that point, I'm like, what are you hiding? This is your one big sales pitch per year. Why are you not showing it to me? So you distill down from that in that annual report, what did they actually do? Not what happened and they took credit for it. Not what did the members and volunteers do, but what did the organization that got the money do? And then from that and from the the 990, you can also start determining where their money is coming from. That makes sense. And when I get approached with some of these different questions and, 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 and I can't, again, speak for Frank, but you know, when, uh, hey, where do you stand with this? Where do you stand with that? And, you know, a lot of the different things that I look at are maybe not, I can't say they're biased, maybe they're blind, blinded or, or tunnel vision. The things I look at is, okay, hey, wh- where does the, you know, this specific organization's board stand? Meaning, are they pro or anti-gun? Are they pro or, an- you know, I'm, I'm, I'm more of a hunter and maybe more narrow-minded. Are they pro or anti a predator hunting, are they looking out for the hunter in the grand scheme of things, or are they presenting to maybe falsely promote the hunter, but, but, but in the back channels, maybe, maybe they're not. And there's so much gray area and maybe I'm not explaining that as well as I probably could be or should be, but it's hard to get that information because it doesn't really necessarily to me matter what the members are, you know, where the members stand it more because the, the board is controlling it. The members are the members. Am I looking that incorrectly? Like uh, when you look at an organization, it's the board of that organization, not the members that are making these decisions. The members are just the members. Or am I totally off base with that? Well, you're not totally off base, but I'm going to I'm going to lodge a caveat in there. The board and the executive staff they set the agenda, they, they, they run and manage the organization, they set the objectives, they deal with the budget, they deal with issues and stances that the organization wants to take. They're the face of it. And again, remember, they're, they're the main salespeople for that organization. They set the demeanor. You know, they set the attitude for the organization. Now, do they drive it? Yes and no. And, and, and I think this is where we can get back into, you know, figuring out where the money comes from. 
take a look at that, the annual reports and take a look at the 990s. Do you see members, you know, membership being 75, 80%, 90% of the, the funding? Well, if so, you know, they're, they're probably going to listen pretty hard to the members. Do you see members being 10, 15, 20%? Okay, well, if so, they're probably not going to listen so much. I mean, think about it. If, you know, you run a business, if you've got one buyer or two buyers, three buyers maybe, that account for 60%, 50%, 70% of your business, you're probably going to listen to them a little bit more than you're going to listen to 150 little bitty buyers that add up to 10 or 15%. Why? Because if you piss off the big fish, eh, 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 that's going to hurt. If you piss off a few of the little bitty fish, it's going to sting, but it's not going to hurt nearly so bad. So look at those. Yes, absolutely. Look at the, the history and the demeanor and the attitude of the board and the executive staff, because and I'll get to that you know, you brought up you brought up something earlier, and I want to get to it later about how they react when questions come up, because that's something that is absolutely in control of the board and the and the executive staff, and they should know that questions about funding are going to come up. That's part of their job as a salesperson. I mean, if you're buying a car, the salesman's going to know that you want to look under the hood. You know, if, for an organization, if if you ask that question about where's your money come from. And Executive A says, oh, well, we take X million dollars from this entity, and this is what we do with it, and here's why. I'd say, oh, okay. I might not agree with it, but I, I really can't argue with the fact that you just gave me a you know, direct answer. I might not like the answer, but I got it. Do they distract? Do they talk about, oh, our members do this, our volunteers do that? That's what I want to ask you. You know, I ask you where your money came from, and I ask you what you did with it. Do they go all Greta Thunberg and go, how dare you? Shame on you for asking that. We're wonderful. That, to me, is kind of like when you ask that girlfriend you had in college, where were you last <laughs> night? And she blows up. Like, eh, where there's smoke, there's, there's probably fire. Uh, and on that answer, just like we did in college, you just you, you start trying to figure out where the fire is coming from. Well, that li- <laughs> that kind of leads me up to another uh, question. It's kind of double tapping, kind of not. I don't know how to put this, but I, I guess maybe if you go to a fish hatchery, uh, one of the ponds is going to have, I don't know, brown trout in it. One of them is going to have steelhead. And, and, you know, for the most part, if one pond has one fish, one pond has another fish, those fish are the fish, and that's what's in that pond. And so not trying to uh, trying to get the correct answer, meaning if some of your funding is coming from the Sierra Club, whether you shoot, move, and communicate to get around the fact that, that you got money coming from the Sierra Club, well, I'm lumping your asses all in with anti-hunting because you're taking money from the Sierra Club. It'd be no different than if you look at Kafaru and you found out there's five employees here that are KKK members. <laughs> We're going to get lumped into a bad group. And and obviously that's a that very... That is not the case. That is not the case. But it gets the point across. If you, we're in, you might want to restate that. You might want to restate that 
really clearly. <laughs> well, yeah, we are not. Frank is Hispanic. That, I want to make sure everyone knows that. <laughs> that escalated very quickly. Um, but, well, and, and the only reason I brought that up is it's so, you know, that, what? Well, Aaron that would be like, that? Uh, that would be like uh, the president or, or a political candidate getting an endorsement from like the, the the KKK, which I think has happened, but you're like, yo, dude, I I don't really want that endorsement. Yeah, <laughs> yeah ex- exactly. But if you take that endorsement- But you shouldn't take the money if that's the case. And that's right. exactly what I'm leading up to is if you are taking money from that entity or that, or that foundation, that doesn't really, you know, scream to me that you're pro-hunting um, because once you've taken that money- you, you know, you, you kind of the idea of like a sponsor, you have to serve that master to a certain degree. And the more money, the more you have to serve the master. That's how I look at it. Am I way off base by that? Or is that, you know, you talked about it earlier on the percentages. You're, you're, you're not. Um, and remember when I said we were going to get into the weeds and it was going to get kind of messy? Mm-hmm. Well, we just fell in the briar patch. All right. So here we go. I'm going to back up a half step first. And I was talking about those annual reports in the 990s. Primarily, you're going to see three funding areas listed. You're going to see individuals, members as one. You're going to see corporate, and you're going to see foundation. I take corporate out of the mix right off the bat. Let's just say that you have an organization that's got, I'm a round math guy. Let's just say you have an organization that has $1.2 $1.2 million in revenue coming in this year. And 200000 of that is corporate. I take that out. It's not operating money. Why? Because corporations generally do not give money. They might give 5000 or 10000 here, but they're not giving like real money. They're giving stuff. Why do they give stuff? Because if Kafaru, for example, donates a backpack to a nonprofit, you're donating that at your MSRP. Whatever they do with it is fine. You're deducting that off of your own taxes at an MSRP rate. So they're given stuff because, one, they get to deduct it at the full list price, not the actual sales price. And, two, they want their stuff out there in somebody's hands for free advertising. They'll give stuff, product, to any organization that they think can put their product out in the hands of people that can help promote it and generate more sales. That's where the corporate side comes from. It's primarily product. So deduct that out. Now you have that organization that has a million dollars in operating funds that's coming from individuals and foundations. If a third of the money is coming from foundations, that's one thing. Now, which foundations? You'll have to figure that out later. If you start seeing organizations that are getting 40, 50, 60, 70% 70% from foundations instead of members. Foundations are driving the money and, and they're driving the organization. Foundations are a business entity as well. They have corporate interests. And I'm going to get to your fish pool concept in a minute because it's absolutely accurate. They have, they have ideas, they have ideologies, they have agendas and missions that they try to promote because they want to see something happen. They're an investor. They're actually a very large investor in these organizations, uh, some organizations. So distill that out. Figure out how much is actually coming from, for example, foundations. And in the conservation world, 
It's individuals, it's corporates, and the foundations. That's where our money's coming from. So figure out how much is coming from it. Use old annual reports to see how much that has shifted over time. You know, is it is it 20% it stayed 20%? Is it 50% or more? And has it stayed there? That's going to tell you two completely different things about organizations. I've started to see organizations not list the names of their foundations on their annual report, which is mind-boggling to me. Because, again, this is your one opportunity to really promote your organization and promote who you get your money from and who your partners are. And you're not going to list it. You're getting 20% or 30% or 60% of your money from, from foundations and you don't list any. I've got all amounts of red flags going up for that. Now I go back and I take a look. And I try to find them in old annual reports, figure out where that information is coming from, and really distilling that out. Let's try to move into your fish pool concept because it is accurate. Um, a foundation is simply a large, private, generally private, funding entity. They themselves are a nonprofit. Um, they don't get taxed generally. Some do. Most don't. They're organized in order to give grants, to give funding to organizations that help promote the foundation's mission and objectives. And that's important. They do not ever give money off mission. They do not ever give money off objectives. They do not ever fund organizations that are conflicting or self-competing. It doesn't make sense for them to do it. They're not going to fund this one organization that, that does this and fund the second organization that's diametrically opposed. It makes no sense for them to achieve their goals unless they fund organizations that are all aligned in the same way. And now we get to your fish pool concept. You might see a foundation that, for example, has a pool that has Planned Parenthood in it and another pool that has refugee relief organizations in it. That's not saying, oh, my God, these refugee relief organizations are pro-abortion. No, they're in a different pool. It's like saying, oh, well, this pool has walleye in it, and this pool has brook trout in it, so the brook trout are like walleye. No, they're just getting water from the same place. They're just getting food from the same place. What you need to look at is the pool that is of interest to you. If your interest is education, look in the education pool. If your interest is conservation and hunting, look in the conservation and hunting pool. And the fish you see in there are all going to be alike. So if you are interested in conservation and hunting and you look in a pool because you're researching this one organization and you're figuring out where their funding comes from and you run back up the chain and you see the funding coming from this foundation, okay? Well, it's coming from Foundation X. Well, Foundation X has a pool for conservation, and in that pool is the organization that you're interested in. If you look in that, or in that pool and you see other organizations that you're totally cool with, great. You, you should feel comfortable about that funding stream. But if you're a hunter, for example, and you look in that pool and you see – Sierra Club, you see Wilderness Society, you see anything that smells like Center for Biological Diversity or Project Coyote or any of the HSUS offshoots 
or, you know, anti-hunting, anti-trapping, anti-predator management organizations, the ones that are pushing wolf introduction. If you see those in there with the organization you're researching, they're all alike. They don't switch pools and the fish are all the same. That should tell you what you need to know about the funding stream from that pool to the organization you're researching, whether it's conservation, whether it's education or anything else. Is it common for uh, any of these outdoor organizations to turn away funding then? Or is that something that you would know? know? You generally don't. There's a lot of effort that goes in. And trust me, I know this. I do it every day. There's a lot of effort that goes into getting funding. I'm not going to waste my time applying to a foundation that's not aligned with the real mission or program interest of my organization for two, well, for a number of reasons. One, why? Because then I'm going to have to turn it down. I've wasted all of my time and their time, and I'm going to have to turn it down if we're not aligned. Two, again, remember, these foundations don't ever fund off-mission. They don't fund off-agenda and they don't fund competing interests. If they look at an organization that's applying to them for funding, and they go, hmm, this fish looks just like all the other fish that we have in this pool over here, and they're going to help us advance our agenda, and they're going to help us achieve the things that we want to do, just like all these other fish are going to, yeah, let's review their grant application. Let's consider funding them. If they look at it and go, that doesn't line up, with the other things that we're funding. That doesn't line up with us funding the Sierra Club. That doesn't line up with us funding the Wilderness Society. That doesn't line up with us funding anti-hunting, anti-predator management, all those organizations over here. This doesn't look like them. They're not going to fund it. Then you also get into grant reporting because all of that foundation money comes with strings. That strings, those strings tie back. That foundation once reports, they require it as part of the grant application. They want to know, what did you spend the money on? How does it align and help us achieve our mission? How does it really support some of the other initiatives that we've got going on with those other fish in the same pool? How does it all tie together? Because those ties all bind and they all tie together right back up at that foundation level. The only way that you continue to get foundation money from the same places is that you continue to give them what they want as far as a return on their investment, just like all the other same little fish in that same pool they're getting money from. Okay, so kind of the way that I'm looking at this and and understanding from what you're saying is, well, one of the ways anyway is if I'm, um, I don't know, let's say I'm going to enter a, I don't know, a bodybuilding competition or or something that's pretty – cut and dry, so to speak, and meaning if it's a bodybuilding competition, uh, I'm looking to get giant muscles and walk around with my chest poked out. And okay, so if I need funding, okay, for the competition I'm getting ready to enter, which is bodybuilding. Okay, I've got, uh, I don't know, pick a supplement company, BSN. All right, that's easy. I know BSN is in the um, sports and fitness uh, industry, pretty cut and dry. Yeah, I'm, they're going to give you stuff. Yep, I'm, I'm going to look at that. Stuff realistically is a possible, you know, somebody who's going to donate to me that I like. And then I'm going to have, I don't know, a beef company. Well, I need protein. All right. And then the next one is going to be, 
let's say anti-bodybuilding, some type of anti-fitness movement, whatever, I shouldn't even be, you know, at that point, I'm turning them out at the door. Like you have, what are you doing? You have nothing to do with bodybuilding. You're, you're anti-bodybuilding. So if there is. Yeah, you're, yeah. For, from your perspective, you're looking for support. You're not going to waste your time going to someplace that, that isn't aligned with what you're doing. You know, let's look at it again. Try to use a con I'm going to use a conservation field concept. Okay. So if you are pro hunting, pro predator management, pro habitat management, especially if you support all of those things that make the stuff that we do really work and you look at a foundation that's given money to Sierra club, wilderness society, yada, 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 yada. You're probably not going to waste your time going there because they're going to look at you and go, we don't fund you. We don't fund organizations like you. We fund organizations like this. The other thing is that if you if you apply, they're going to reject it. I think where it gets confusing is uh, not necessarily pro or anti, but say pro pro hunting, but anti predator hunting. That's where it, I think it would be confusing, right? Is that more along the lines like like your analogy? Pro working out, but anti supplement would be more would be more um, applicable. Right now, yeah. If he went to like a a, a natural a a natural health foundation that was anti-supplement and he was using supplements, they're not going to fund him. But if he went to him and he says, I'm not going to use supplements, I'm pro bodybuilding, but I'm anti-supplement, they would go, absolutely, we want to give money to this guy. But he's going to have to prove that not only is he staying true to that, but he's also helping them achieve their goal by either pushing their message or just staying out of the way while they do it. So, and that's the, the thing. And I, you know, my analogy was, okay, maybe saying a certain foundation is pro conservation. Conservation is a fairly broad term. So are you looking at conservation as how I look at it, which is, you know, protecting the wildlife, sheep counts, mule deer counts, elk counts, all the, you know, transplanting, all the different things, obviously the habitat. Could you, say, all right, well, Sierra Club is all about animals. <laughs> you know, uh, when I say animals, uh, Sierra Club's all about the, the, the livelihood of, of animals and protecting them. Well, yes and no. Yeah, that, that they are about that, but they're also not about harvesting animals. And that's where I've seen some kind of underlying things where I'm like, well, hold on, that's total bullshit. That, like, yeah, they're all about protecting animals. They're also about you not hunting them. And so it seems sometimes things... And that's things... why you have to look at more than one fish in the pool. Exactly. And that's what I'm that, getting that, at is, that, is yeah. when there's 400 fish in the pool and you can hide some of those fish and dress it up and make it look like a steelhead, uh, but, you know, it turns out to be a muskie, well, that, you know, they may do a good job of hiding it, but in reality, if you look hard enough... Just because they're pro-conservation, they could be anti-predator hunting, pro-wolf, you know, whatever. And that's where I started to get red flags on some of these organizations because I'm like, well, hold on. I'm pretty cut and dry. I'm pro-gun. I'm pro-predator hunting. I'm pro-hunting in general. I'm pro-conservation. In my mind, all of those things, uh, you, if you're a conservationist, you need to be a predator hunter. Because predators well, crush see, ungulates, is, right? And that's that's you're you're describing exactly how people need to do this research for themselves. I don't care 
whether someone individually is pro or con predator hunting or not, pro or con habitat management or not, pro or con refugee relief or not, pro or con private schools or not. You need to do this research so that you can figure out whether the organization that is trying to get your money to list you as a member and to bring your money in so they can do what they do, you need to look up all the way through their food chain, figure out where their funding's coming from, figure out who they're tied to, what other organizations are swimming in the same pools with them to determine for you whether that organization is the right fit. It doesn't matter what your ideology is. That's why, you know, we're just, we're talking about a template. That's all I'm talking about. You know, I'm not casting aspersions on any organization. I'm simply saying this is use a template to figure out what an organization is, whether or not it's right for you. Cut through the sales pitch, cut through all the BS and the smoke screens and really distill stuff down and go, okay, this is what the organization is. This is what they do. This is where that money comes from. This is what that money's tied to and what that all means. Is this the right place for me to be? If it is, great. If it isn't, then move on. And, and you know, that's, that's, you know, you mentioned something on, a, on actually Rob Petuto's Stickboat Chronicles recently about everybody's a elk hunter or a sheep hunter or a turkey hunter or this hunter or that hunter. You just hunt. That's me. I just hunt. And I'm, this whole lifestyle th- stuff, Man, drop it. I mean, it doesn't have to be NASCAR. It doesn't have to be, oh, I'm I'm this. I'm, you know, I mean, it started with Penn State. I am Penn State. I am Michigan. I am this. I am that. I am this organization. No, you're not. You just bought it. And if you don't like it, don't buy it again. Move on from it. It's not, it's not, it's not your life. It's not something that needs to be, you know, part of your DNA. Because the organization doesn't give a damn about you, other than your thirty-five bucks or hundred bucks or whatever else. That's it. If you don't like it, move on and find one that does fit. Give a couple analogies here. One of them's a little off the wall, but um, I recently—really, I would have never guessed. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> one of them might. I recently went through a, a common law divorce, and my lawyer uh, was a cop, uh, pro gun, right? Had a whole arsenal. Not really uh, pro or anti-hunting, kind of mid-road, but his kid hunted and wanted to hunt and, you know, whatever. He talked to me about that. But he was an Obama guy. He was he was a Clinton guy. He did not like Trump. So when, when, when we talked about this, you know, he was like, is this going to be an issue? Obviously, going through my background, which he's, you know, doing his due diligence of, of how, I, how my brain works and what's going on in, in the case. He's like, look, man, um, I... Uh, you know, far as Democrat, Republican, I'm pretty sure I'm on the other side of the fence as you. Are you OK with that? And I'm like, hey, look, man, you're, you're pro gun. You're not anti hunting. You know, if, if it came down to, and I asked him a few questions, hey, if it comes down to pro or con, you know, are, are you for or against bear hunting? And he's like, no, nah, it makes sense. Yeah, of course I'm for bear hunting. Well, that was easy for me. I was able to, like you say, pick through the weeds look at his pros and cons and say, yeah, this dude's solid. I'm going to have him support me. I, you know, it's, if he voted for Obama, that's, that's his deal. Um, I'm okay because his stance on other things go along with mine. Now, if he said, I'm a, uh, you know, firm believer in the Sierra club and donate money to PETA. Yeah. I couldn't have got out of that office fast enough because those beliefs are far against mine. But he, even though he may have voted 
in the end differently than I may vote, a lot of his stances were the same as mine. And that's things get confusing when you're looking where to donate your money to because there's so much smoke screens thrown up, maybe hiding specific things. Um, you know, the, the other, I, I guess, an analogy or, or, or something that I think people should really look hard at is um, if you if the constant smoke screen, if you bring up anything maybe negative or any questions is like, let's say, the standard three responses. We are pro this. We are pro that. And we are pro this. OK, well, that that had nothing to do with anything that I just asked. Of course, I'm going to be pro those three things. But there's 97 more after that. So, yes, I like clean streams. Yes, I like to have public land and go out and hunt on it or or whatever. Um, but what about the other 97? I may not like any of those. Of course, everyone likes the first three. What about the other 97 different things that, you know, you can kind of get twisted up with? And when you really start to, to look, one foundation will stand out to go alongside of your thoughts and beliefs more than others. And, and, and that's kind of what I'm finding, I guess. And, and I, I don't know if I explained that very well, but I, I think that you are saying that information is out there if you dig hard enough. Yeah. And it's, I mean, just like you did with the attorney, I mean, it's not a, you're not wedded to that guy. You didn't marry that guy. You know, it's not part of your <laughs> lifestyle. It's not Maybe you did after the divorce. Yeah, no kidding. I, I, hey, don't ask, don't tell, right? I, <laughs> I, don't, I, ain't, I don't care. Whatever you do is what you do. It just is what it is. You did your due diligence. And you're like, yeah, this will work. And, and you went with it. If, you, if it hadn't fit, you would have gone somewhere else. It's not a, it's not a lifestyle issue. I mean, there's a lot of organizations out there right now that are pushing this concept of, you know, it's a culture. It's a lifestyle. It's a brand. It's, you know, when you, when you boil it down and, you know, that's, that's, that's what cults do. If you need a cult in your life, hey, that's, that's cool. But if that's all the organization's really doing, you know, just come clean about it. I mean, you know, you boil it down. It's like, what does this thing do? Is, are they, where's my tangible return on my investment? What would not have happened but for their existence? Where does their money come from? I mean, really go back up that chain, figure out what other fish are swimming in the exact same pool with them because all those fish are going to be alike. Do you like those fish? Okay, then send them 35 bucks. But it's not a lifestyle thing. Just drop the cult stuff and walk away from it because organizations change over time. Funders change over time to some degree. Not a ton, because, you know, if they, if an organization, if a foundation or something like that has put several billion dollars into an organization, they're, they're going to want to keep going because now they're, they're heavily invested. But it's not a cult. Just realize what it is. If it fits, great. Wear it. That makes sense. And I think, um, you know, we're getting close to an, an hour here. Um, I want people to you know, understand like what Sean is talking about here and kind of what he's really helped me to kind of enlighten me is that the info's out there. And if if you ask for that info on a public forum, you're probably going to get a lot of smoke screams, deviations. Oh my God, how could you ask that? And you're not going to get many answers. I know I didn't. Um yep. I got a lot of yep. deflection. And you're gonna get one you're gonna get one other thing too. 
and I want to make sure I bring this up. Pissed off? Uh, I did. No, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> you're get pissed off. But you're, you're going to get, at some point, especially if an organization is, is taking money from a, a pool of fish that doesn't seem like it really ought to fit, you're going to get what I refer to as a money laundering excuse. And it's not money laundering, which is an illegal activity, but it's basically the same excuse of the, oh, we take this bad money, but we do good things with it. We don't buy that anywhere. It's like, oh, I took this money from these cartels, but I built this, this children's hospital with it, so it's fine. Uh-uh. No, that's not going to wash, and it doesn't wash in any other field. So if that's an excuse that you hear, really just walk away. Because at that point, you've gotten a direct answer of where the money's coming from, and they know that that money is tied to things that really aren't supporting the sales pitch, but they're trying to spin the sales pitch to make it seem like it does. At that point, just walk away. I don't care whether it's a school, a church, whatever it is. Just walk away from it at that point because if that doesn't fit well enough for you right there that that excuse has to work and the distraction doesn't work and the how dare you doesn't work, nah, just move on. And go find one that does, because there will be one out there that fits you well. And when you find it, man, wear that thing. But realize it's not a cult. It's not. It's not per, part of your identity. It's just an organization you send thirty-five bucks to. And uh, that was kind of what I wanted to transfer out of this conversation with is just because, like you say, the cult following, and maybe it fits what you want to do on Saturday night, and and maybe it fits oh the the time, place, and space that we're in right now of of that cool click thing to do does not mean that the money's going where you want it to. It does not mean it's doing what you want to do. It does not mean by any means that it's pro anything you have to do with. It's a click or a cult that is using that click or cult lifestyle or mentality to gather members. At the end of the day, you're donating money to your cause and it doesn't have anything to do with a cult. It has to do with obviously elk, mule deer, sheep, whatever it is. And that's what you really need to focus on. And that's what I really had to wrap my head around was, well, man, there's a bunch of these people that I know that are going to do, you know, whatever on Friday night, that seems like a good idea. And then I'm like, well, hold on. That doesn't have shit to do with elk or mule deer. That's just like a group gathering. Yeah. (laughs) Everybody loves a good party. One of the things that you're going to see in every organization's annual report, one of the things you're going to see with every nonprofit organization from your local church on the corner with their Sunday potluck dinner all the way up to the biggest universities, biggest nonprofits in the world, is they like to throw a party. Parties are fun. That's awesome. That's great. It's a fantastic time for people to get together and you know bs and cultivate donors and such but you got to do more than that because if if all you're doing is self-promoting and throwing parties and talking about yourself and making it a lifestyle and pushing that kind of thing and you're not giving me a tangible return on my investment things done that would not happen but for you eh, that's a cult i don't like them I'm, I'm going to, I don't have enough money to throw away on those. I'll take my 35 bucks and I'll go over here and I'll go, huh, this organization did this very specific tangible thing that I like. I'm going to give them my 35 bucks and I'm not going to go to that party again. So what I want to finish off with on my end is a very 
very eye-opening thing for me was uh, reintroduction of wolves in Colorado, which I am not for. I looked at, I took grabbed three different organizations. I asked the question, how do you feel about this? Two of them were like, hell no. One of them said, <laughs> we are not making a stance on that. This is what we focus on. We will have nothing to do with that issue. Well, screw you guys, because that is a big issue for me. And if you're not going to dive in the ring with my $35 to get wolves out of Colorado, whatever else you do is fine. I'm not, I'm not arguing with that. But my focus on, is on wolves not, one of my main focuses is on wolves not eating all the elk and mule deer and moose in Colorado. So if you're going to back out and throw your hands in the air and say, hey, we, that's just not our mission. Fine. Nothing wrong with that. But it's, it's fucking mine. And so I'm like, well, I don't, I'm not going to give my money to you. <laughs> so that was the big yeah. eye opener for, yeah. for me where I, well, how I got in contact with you where I'm like, okay, I really need to look at this because if they're not defending one of my big issues, why am I giving them my money? Yeah. And you did your homework and that's, that's what I wish it was easier for people to really be able to do it. You know, click on a website and say, here's all the unredacted tax documents Here's all of the funding stream. Here's all of the little webs that tie together. Here's where their real operating money comes from and what pool it's coming out of. And, you know, basically rate it. It's a, you know, it's a five, it's a 10, it's an eight. It's, you know, a yellow, a green, a red, an orange, a purple, whatever. So you can just click on it and do it. But that doesn't exist. You have to do it yourself. You have to ask hard questions. See through the smoke screen, you know, take that sales pitch with a huge dose of salt, look at the money, go back up the food chain, figure out what that money is tied to, because that money is what they're driving. They're a business. They're in business to sell their ideas and to do their projects, and they're getting money to do that. So where's that money coming from? And when you do all of that, then you can determine whether or not that's actually a smart investment for you to make based upon the things that are important to you. Yeah, no, that's uh, definitely a good way to, to finish things off. Um, and again, I'm not saying anything negative or positive or anything in general about any of these organizations other than find the facts, find out if they align with you. If they don't, that doesn't necessarily mean you're anti or pro each organization. You're just definitely pro maybe a different organization that aligns with you better. And a lot of the um, initial I don't know, craziness and hatred and, and smoke screens that initially pop up. Uh, again, if you ask a question and you get immediate, you know, crazy ex-girlfriend type answers, there's probably a reason for that. Um, you know, and, and, and again, you know, nothing wrong with those organizations. It just may not be what I align with. And so I'm going to go to the one that's like, hey, do you guys like the wolves in Colorado? No, we don't. All right, sign me up. Sounds good to me. Let's let's talk and go and I'll send you my money. That's the way people, in my opinion, need to look at it and 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 not look at it in a cult like following. So um well man, I, I appreciate you coming on here. Hopefully uh this makes a lot of sense to people and, and helps them at least search maybe a little more thoroughly before they start donating money to to, to you know <laughs> the different organizations. Hey man, I, I appreciate it. I you know, enjoyed the conversation. I mean I've learned a ton from you on on this podcast and on others and the the fact that I might be able to help you out a little bit and maybe help somebody else out uh, because of the, you know, a couple of the things I know how to do is uh, I'm, I'm really grateful to be able to give that, that opportunity back. 
Cool, man. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, I'm sure I may be calling you back with some more questions once we release this. I'm sure people are going to have uh, throw up stuff on the, the social media page asking. So uh, if you help us out with that, that'd be great. But either way, thank you again for Anytime. coming on. All right, man. Appreciate it. Yep. Take Bye. it easy.